Right, hi. Hello, hi. afternoon. We are now on episode 54. 54. Yes. Very snowy afternoon here. Yeah, we've been cutting wood and kids have been sledging. Yeah. And there's loads of snow, so it's <laughs> awesome. So, what are we talking about today? Uh, competition. Um, okay. And is it better to collaborate or compete? Okay. Um, or pay any attention to them at all? Yeah. Um, or, to, you know, is it, is it better to kind of foster either one of those kind of ways of being within your, your business or your company? Like what ethos is better? Yeah, and I suppose it's also important to identify when someone is working for you or against you in competition. Because we saw that in the um, in our Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire business, didn't we? Where we had, uh, because it was a brand new industry. Mm-hmm. There was, there was these people that were trying to, right in the early days, I think it was because there was a lot of photographer type people that, they were photographers first and then they entered into the world yeah. of photo booth hire as, an, as a service offering. Yeah. And they wanted in some way to legitimise the, the, the photo booth side. Mm-hmm. So they created these photo booth supplier groups. Do you remember yeah. that? I think they're, they're still around oh, now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't do any of them. No, I don't. Um, but the... Um, it, they will come back to it, but they quickly descended into basically becoming a little bit of a boys' club. Some of them, it, it depends. Um, and I, from from um, friends in the events industry, I understand the DJ groups can be very much like that as well. Oh, really? Um, but it, it it very much depends, I think, um, on on what you kind of class as competition. Right. So the, there's your peers that are all in the same industry as you okay which is supposed technically a competition yeah but you know is a um say you're i don't know a dress designer right in dorset and there's a dress designer in york are they really okay. your competition no probably exactly not. Uh, see. do you see what i mean so, it's, so com- you identify competition as somebody who is actively taking customers away from you yeah somebody that is of your level so it may right. be that you're you're in operating in different markets or just at a different level yeah you know again like um, a part-time event professional that just does a couple of gigs at the weekend is very different to somebody that does it full-time they've got a full team I Mm. I would again say that they aren't competitors they've got their own competitors at their level if that makes sense yeah so I think there's a difference between people you are in the same industry with and genuine competitors does that make sense yeah yeah and there's definitely um there's, there's definitely different types of be- different types of competitive behaviour that yeah. happens, isn't there? And that coming back to the smiley booth, photo booth hire stuff, yeah. that we've, we've always worked from the framework, um, and we do in all business, all activities, mm-hmm. of abundance. Yeah. Like, you can never be big enough to saturate the entire market. No. Like, and, and nor can the guy that you're competing no. against, guy or girl that you're competing against. So... Um, so there's in other words, there's more than enough business for everybody. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, but our, 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 some of I was going to say a lot. That would be unfair because we don't know everybody, right? But um, many of the competitors that we had known mm-hmm. work from a state of um, scarcity. Yeah. So basically, if you were winning, they were losing exactly. in some way, shape, or yeah. form, right? And that's that's what what's a shame about competition, mm. um, because 
the the good parts of competition is you know that it drives you it drives you to be better right um you know that that kind of wanting to win wanting to overachieve be the yeah. first etc is all great um and that's that's great for business and commerce in general because mm. everybody's going to be looking to outdo each other and looking to improve things and obviously the whole marketplace just kind of rises up with it and that right. that's all positive yeah. but when you get the kind of fearful competition especially in micro businesses and small businesses where it becomes a race to the bottom, where people just slash their prices or they're throwing everything into or, packages. Or yeah, or, the, the, or some unethical behaviour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we saw instances where, do you remember, I, I don't know if you remember, do you remember we, did a, we did a trade show um, yeah, with Smiley Booth, Photo Booth Hire. Yeah. And we had, um, so our view is, if you're doing a great job in the Photo Booth Hire business, like, more power to you, more, like, you should, you deserve as much business as, as you can get. It's mm. not like if we're if if you are doing a better job than we're we're doing as a company, then you, damn right you should get the customers yeah. right. It's it's down to the customers to determine who's creating the best value, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and, and that's and I think that I might be biased, but I think that's the most ethical approach to mm. to business, right? Um, and we uh, we've always been very friendly to competitors. Mm-hmm. So even to the point where some photo booth hire companies might pick up the phone to us and say, yeah. certainly in the earlier days before we became franchisors, they'd say, "Well, how the hell are you doing this and that?" And yeah. we'd happily give up our time and share some strategies and help them. Um, and this one individual, they were they were all very friendly to us, mm-hmm. weren't they? And then we were at this particular, and we, we didn't think anything, they, we th- in fact, we would often compliment them on the work that they were delivering. And then one, one day at this trade show, we had these, uh, these, these individuals come over, this couple come over to us who had been to their stand mm-hmm. first. No, they'd already booked with us. Oh, they'd booked with us, sorry, yeah. yes. Um, and then they'd gone to his stand. And yeah. what was it he said? It was something along the lines um, of- He was trying to convert them to him um, and saying that, and they were like, no, we've already paid a deposit. We like, we like Smiley Booth, etc. And he said, well, I'll take the deposit off your booking with me if you move over to yeah, me. Yeah, Which apparently is quite common amongst photographers. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was, it was a, it had a sting in its tail mm-hmm. because he was then uh, making up certain lies yes, to yes. Su- to support dumping us. Yeah. He was fabricating like instances that never happened mm-hmm. to try and make us look like we weren't going to deliver the service yeah. that we promised his customer. And it, it, it made us realise what this individual really was about. But and that was a real shame. And that was because he was working, sorry to, yeah, just to good. say, but that's we realised very quickly that he was working from a position of scarcity. Yeah. So he felt that, that was the, it was almost like that was the only available customer there. Which is crazy because he was doing very well and still yeah. does to this day. Yeah. Um, but what, what people don't realise is that that it puts customers off. Yeah. Because our customer came running back to us Straight to tell away. us what was going on. Um, but also, I, I, I heard of another um, instance of a, a competitor that, again, we thought we were friendly with. Yeah. Um, and now staff were at an event, um, and the, um, the the person that had booked the client um, was talking to them and said that they'd nearly booked another one. Right. But that that one started slagging us off as well. Yeah. And it immediately just made the customer go, oh, I don't want to deal with you. Exactly. And, and people don't get that. They don't no. realise that it, it's it's actually making things a lot worse for you. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we used to say, we would say to our staff, so with Smiley Booth, Photo Booth Hire, at one point we had 26 staff. So it's, it, like these are weird small to micro type businesses guys so anybody watching this or listening to this and thinking that 
oh, we've created this huge empire. That's not the case. Yeah. That's, um, but um, so we had 26 staff and the um, one of the parts of the training that we would say to the staff was, um, and we say it to the franchisees as well when they do um, trade shows themselves. Yeah. One of the things we say to them all the time is never, ever, ever slag off your competition. Yeah. Because people don't remember what you say. Like the customers don't remember what you are saying about that competitor. All they remember is how you're making them feel. Yeah. And what you're making them feel is negative and uncomfortable. Yeah, and then they uh, can't um, trust you. Yes. And and that's not that that you shouldn't have to no competitor or you yourself should ever have to stoop low mm-hmm. by by trying to either fabricate or point out the flaws in somebody else to make yourself look better. It's and like it goes yours. the same for um, industry gossip as well. So oh, like God, stay yeah. well aware, well aware, well away from any of the gossip. Yeah, be an island when yeah. it comes to all of that kind of stuff. But yeah. let your work like, represent what you're about and who you're about and, and, and stand apart from all that nonsense. Yeah. Um, but I'd say in the events industry, it's pretty catty. It, it's definitely quite catty. And, mm-hmm. you, and it's definitely... Um, uh, we weren't necessarily, I don't think we were born to be in the events industry. Like, we're not the right character in a lot of ways to be in the events industry yeah. because there's a lot of air kissy mm-hmm. kind of um, clicks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we historically have avoided all of that mm-hmm. stuff and, and been a bit too much of an island. Yeah. But, um, but coming back to the competition piece, um, competition re- is a really great thing to have. Like, mm-hmm. We've been in the... And you might be thinking in, in whether you're starting a business or, or you're in business at the moment, you know, you're like, no, it's not. If I had no competition at all, life would be really easy. <laughs> it's like, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, um, yeah we, when we started Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire, we were the first, if not, well, if not one of the first, Photo Booth Hire companies in the, entire, in the whole of the UK. Um, it, the, the actual, there was no industry no, back then. Oh no, no. Um, there, the, it wasn't even on people's minds no. to hire a photo booth. Um, so and we, we thought exactly as, as you might be thinking, oh, well, great, the world's your oyster yeah. and there's no competition and the world's wonderful. It's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, because you're educating the market. They don't, they don't know what they don't know. It's, and we're going through exactly the same thing with Say It now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that people people don't know what they're looking for because it's it's a new thing. Yeah, they got nothing to compare you to. No, and so they're they're basically taking a bet on whether what you're what you're doing is actually going to deliver any value, you know. And so, and that's that's the hardest that's the hardest place to be creating a new buying habit mm-hmm. um, and and trying to create consumer awareness for your particular product or service is is massively time consuming and labor intensive yeah. and takes way longer it's way easier in a market it, to enter a market where there's um uh already a, a, a customer awareness yeah. about a particular service and you're going into that market and just adding more value than mm-hmm. than the other guys yeah and doing things your way because i think we all get kind of pushed to compete like because you have all these you know marketing <coughs> phrases like USP, unique selling proposition, yeah. and, and what's different about you, and oh, I, I, have you seen that person? They do the same as you, and but that doesn't matter. The, you know, there's there's seven billion people on the planet. Exactly right. You know, it, it's you're just doing things your way. Yeah. And I always think this with like um, things like cleaning companies, right. um, 
you know, like drainage, uh, yeah. um, car repair, all of those. Or plumbers, electricians, yeah. all but of that stuff. but when you see them as franchises. Oh, because I Because I always think that, well, one, there's hundreds out there anyway. Two, things like cleaning, you can do yourself. Yeah. Why on earth would you need a franchise? But they always do really well. Yeah, so yeah. there's clearly tons of business out there for all these people. Yeah, because yeah. I've never known one that does badly, really. No, so. no. Well, I guess I mean the reason why they do, why they sell so many of the things, is because a lot of people. It's a big leap to be able to understand the whole holistic approach to running a business, yes, right? Yeah. So it's one thing to be able to clean a home yeah. for an argument's sake, but it's another thing to do all the marketing, yeah. the financials, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, as far as I'm aware, the actual franchisees do well once they're within that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and but it's again the abundance piece, yeah. right? It's like our village back in England, mm-hmm. there's eleven thousand people that in a village. Yeah. You know, there's that's a lot of people that need something from somebody at some point yes. in the month or yeah. the week. So there's a lot of opportunity just in your local area a lot of the time. And yeah. I think if you are if you are starting up in business, it's very easy to get very paranoid about competition, mm-hmm. and and they become this monster in the closet mm-hmm. where you think they're way bigger, way more influential, way more. Uh, tapped into everything you're doing than they actually are then yeah. most of the time most small business owners are are too busy yeah. trying to fight fires trying to figure out how the hell just to make the next sale trying to do their books trying to do whatever else to then spend any time worrying about you and um, I mean we've had instances in the past where we've had in the photo booth hire particularly in franchise in the franchising side <coughs> we had a really bad franchise franchisee at one point where we had to let them go in fact they it wasn't just a case that we had to let them go they they tried to they effectively dumped the smiley boo they completely broke the contract mm-hmm. um uh and dumped the smiley booth franchise and rebranded themselves mm-hmm. and um when we sat down with our legal team and, they, and said okay well what do we do and um, this is a clear breach contract and um and the legal team said well you're well you're right you can take them through from here to here to here here and there's a financial like result for you because they're in they're in clear breach of all of mm-hmm. these all these things and then and but then we actually sat down and we took a breath from it didn't we and mm-hmm. we were just like okay fundamentally they're now our competition in that area and they know all our, our stuff yeah. being a franchisee but on the flip side of it you've got to look at the individuals themselves and you've got yeah. to th- and look at yourself as well and you're like well who are the people behind the business and can they really outcompete what you can do are they yeah. really more committed than you are do they really have more experience or more passion for the business than you do and um well it's about staying in your lane and and knowing your own values isn't <coughs> it? because um you know people like that will trip up again um in the future do you know what i mean and and it, it, it kind of comes full circle. The... And, well, the, the, the fact that we clearly remember competitors that spoke badly about us, mm-hmm. and we're talking about an event that happened seven years ago, yeah. six years ago, that probably yeah. happened, um, and we will never do business with that guy again. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. If, if, something, if an opportunity comes up, the reality is, if, if, you came up, if you came to us and said, I want to do X, Y, Z with you, we refuse. Yeah. Just because of that one statement. Yeah. And, and that's the thing in business. This is why you've got to be so careful in business about what you say and how you behave. Mm-hmm. Because when, th- when things have a sting in their tail in a relationship, in business, you remember it for the rest of your life. Like mm-hmm. that person, because it's, like it's not like a friendship. Or, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, like a more serious relationship. 
it's business and, yeah. and fundamentally someone's trying to take money out of your pocket yeah. take food off the table yeah. from from your your kids yeah, fundamentally yeah, yeah. right so and, and yet you have no responsibility to them yeah so once they so it's very easy to say right okay you're done for good yeah you know yeah and so you've got to be so careful about how you, you behave you do need to be careful but I think people do overly worry about competition I mean we've highlighted a couple of things but there's for every one of those, there's like 10, 15, 20 collaborations that we've had and oh, worked yeah. with people. And it's, oh, we've it's, had way more great exactly. experience with competitors Absolutely. than we've had negative. And that, that's what I want to kind of move on to is that... Am um, I dwelling on the negative? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all awful. Killing my mojo. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no. I didn't mean to take it on a negative spin. But what I, uh, what I want to get at is that because we see this with our franchisees all the time, um, is uh, and, and even sometimes with each other. And as we as we've spoken about before um, on other podcasts, that we're very much about the collaborative nature, and that yeah. you you work together so much better as a team, and and you achieve so much more. But if you're out there in business on your own, it, it can feel very lonely. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're not part of a franchise or a a, a larger organisation, um, it can feel like everyone is your competition, and you kind of just want to you know, go into battle mode. In fact, I heard um, Sarah Blakely talk about this when I was right. listening to the interview that she did with Tony Robbins. Um, and uh, she was saying that when she first started out in business, um, for anyone that doesn't know her story, she was a um, fax machine, I think, seller. I think it was fax machines. Right. Um, but door-to-door sales. Okay. And it was really tough. And she um, she basically uh, discovered Spanx, as it were, um, you know, uh, by cutting off her tights yeah, yeah. and then went out into the world selling it. And when she first um, went out, she was still working with the, the fax stuff as well while she was building a business. And she went to a, um, <coughs> like a cocktail party okay. and, um, and people had kind of got whispers of her starting her own business or she'd started to get some success locally or something like that. But people were aware of what she was doing. And it was um, a very kind of male dominated industry that she was in because it was door to door sales, which was right. at the time very male dominated. And uh, she was at this cocktail party and there was all these blokes kind of like, like just jeering her a little bit really and going, you know, you, you cut out for this, it's war out there and business mm. is really difficult and all this kind of stuff. And she said uh, in the interview that she went home and she just cried because, not because she didn't think she could do it, but she's like, why is it war? Why does yeah, it have yeah. to be war? It doesn't need to be. Why no. can't people work together? And, and that's very much how she has built her business, working yeah. with people um, and if you ever see any kind of interview with her, she's not a right male kind of masculine energy type of person. She's yeah. she's very kind of soft and feminine, yet she's reached huge success. Yeah, but that is the... Um, I, I think business is, is, is the extension of who you are, yeah. right? But not only that, to be successful in, in small business... Uh, my, like, forget about, like, big corporates, like, huge corporates where... It, it's like the Wolf of Wall Street. Or yeah, that was exactly. all very cutthroat. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not business as we see business. Well, it's not small right? business, really. No, it's a very it's, different. Or even angle. medium, like yeah. micro, small, and medium business is fundamentally normally built around people's ability to collaborate, yes. and communicate and build great relationships. Yeah. Right. So, fundamentally, most people that you deal with in business, if they're any good. Will will be open to, to working with you and yeah. to and and to create ideas and and creating something bigger than 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 the past, yeah. right? So going back, I'm not going to dwell on the negative, but coming back to those negative points, we actually think about it. 
I think there's probably a handful of negative. They've been yeah. really some of the negative experiences we've had in business, especially from 2020. Because yeah. we had a few in 2020. There was um, they were definitely hugely painful. Yeah. But in number. Yeah. In the fact that we've been in business for what 12 years. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a handful. But, and that, that handful, I would say, all shared very similar characteristics. Oh, 100%, um, yeah. Oh, you could put them all in, a, all the individuals in a room absolutely. together and they get on brilliantly. Yeah, but yeah. And, it, and it's very fear-based. So if you yeah. do have a competitor that that kind of does emulate that kind of fear-based, oh, you know, it's really tough out there and, oh, business is not very good at all, any of that kind of kind of way about them like yeah. run a mile because yeah. they're the dangerous ones oh they're like quicksand yeah yeah they will um they generally have narcissistic traits mm-hmm. i'd say those those types of individuals yeah. like the individuals that we've had brushes with where yeah. they've we've had these challenges with they generally tend to be quite narcissistic and very small thinking yes. and um and a very short-term memory because they're shooting people down all the time they soon forget like how like what they've done in the past yeah. and everything else Whereas if you live live your and very business, suspicious oh, all well, the time. Yeah, if someone yeah. does something good for them, they're, they're really suspicious as to why that is. They can't just accept yeah. that that's the way some people are and that they want to work together. Yeah, and they're often looking, they always seem to be looking for outside approval from mm. people. And I don't know if that's a consequence of the fact that they're spending so much time behind closed doors, like shooting people down. It yeah. needs to be counterbalanced by everybody saying, you're good, you're yeah. great, and all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, you, as... As a business owner, you need to your your toxic radar yeah. will pick them up and go. There's something not right here, and you yeah. need to keep them at arm's length. Yeah, I think listening to your intuition when it comes to competitors oh, God, yeah. is important. But you know, on in the schema thing, I'd things I'd say what those people are five ten percent tops yeah. of the world of competitors. The rest of them, you should be aiming to collaborate with and work with. And um, in the events industry in particular, it's it's quite unique in that. Um, you know, there's there's lots of you all doing your own thing. So you've got different specialities all mm. within that network. Um, so you obviously you, you know you've got cake makers, you've got dress designers, you've got florists, yeah. you've got uh, DJs, photo booths, toastmasters, all different disciplines that can all work together. Yeah. And I think that's something that's quite nice about it. If you can build like this kind of network of other businesses that you can work with, you can refer back and forth. I mean, we used to do something on our Facebook page. Um, for a while, um, where on a Thursday we would shout out other comp- uh, not competitors, other people in the industry. industry that we'd worked with that we recommended, yeah, um, yeah. and that that was always great because obviously you 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 benefit. One of the other things that you you benefit from when you collaborate with competitors, especially if they're not a direct competitor, is you're using their audience. And yeah, exactly. And you're widening your audience to include theirs. Well, I think if you've got if you've got a service based business. Um, and you're operating in the, in the micro stroke small business sector, then the chances are that your competitors in that same sector won't necessarily have the capacity to scale or, or the desire to scale. They've got the business where they want it and they're happy to do as they can. And what that means is that um, they have a very limited resource so, for example, just to make it really simple, if you're like with our photo booth hire company, for example, that um, there's only so many photo booths that's available. So, mm-hmm. and there's only so many Saturdays or Fridays yeah. or whatever in a year. So, once it's booked, it's booked, it's gone. 
So one of the things that we talk about, like new franchisees will often say, we'll be very fearful about, oh, there's a lot of competition in my area. It's yeah. like, yeah, but they're only, they're only competition all the time that they have availability on the date that you're trying to fill. The moment that date's gone, yeah. they're, you, they're no longer a competitor anymore. Well, in the moment they're... that date's gone, if you've built a relationship with them, they can be a referral. Exactly. Because once they're full, they'll fast pass it to you. Yeah, it's... Business is absolutely all about relationships and 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 people. It's yeah. not and and that's an understanding, right? Okay, well, I have to work from a sense of abundance. Like if we just go going back to the village, the, the eleven thousand people in our our little our not so little village back home in England, um, the reality is if we just stayed local to that village, yeah. And just targeted that village, and all we did was photo booth hires for that village. Yeah. We'd probably be pretty busy for the year. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like there's there's enough people on your doorstep yeah. most of the time to deliver the service. Yeah, if you if you can build up these these relationships, that's um, I think it's it's possibly the the um, Carnegie book, um, How to Win Friends. Carnegie. Carnegie, was oh, it? I'm oh, sorry. Um, yeah. How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. So Carnegie is a guy that was. Um, interviewed in the book, but that's not the guy that wrote the book. Is it? Oh no! Yes, Hang on. You're thinking of a different book. I'm completely. being really condescending now. I know. I just cut <laughs> myself out. I'm thinking of think of growing. Yeah, rich. I thought so. Yeah, that's Napoleon Hill. Go Napoleon Hill. Coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Don't. Okay. But anyway, the how to win friends and influence people. It it it's um, you need to think <clears throat> about what you can do for them. Right. So if you're trying to build a relationship with someone that you think. You know, they've got the perfect audience for my product. Say, I don't know, for example, a hairdresser and a beautician. Right. You know, they're going to work brilliantly together that, yeah. they, that they can recommend to each other. But they're not competition. That's not competition. No, no, that's no. just collaboration yeah, yeah. But with that's people in your about. sector. Yeah, collaborating. Um, if, if, you can, if you can collaborate with someone in, in that way, but don't just kind of, you know, call them up and say, hey, I want you to refer everybody to me that, that wants the haircut or vice yeah, versa. Yeah, build a relationship. Uh, you, yeah, well, what can you do for them? Yeah. That's, that's the key. You know, the, the, the key to building successful collaborations is what can you do for them? Well, the, oh, Christ, how many times did we have um, franchise? Well, for us, forget about the franchisees like, having this experience, just our own experience where we'd ring to because we'd want to collaborate with a venue or whatever yeah. it is. And they'd, they'd say, oh, no, we're already working with X. Yeah. And, um, the thing is, is never to take that as a no, mm-hmm. ever. It's like, okay, that's an opportunity to come back again and keep coming back and keep coming back and yeah. keep coming back until it's like, oh, they, we've spoken to you now for the last 52 times yeah. <laughs> over the last 12 months and, oh, there's now an opportunity because we were we are working with this other guy but he can't deliver what I want to deliver. Yeah. So should we? do you want to step in? And, yeah, you have to have a lot of patience with yeah. with that kind of And things change, you know, different people leave different roles and... Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's always kind of fluid. So just because well, you haven't built a relationship on one side, you know, you can kind of come back round and it might change. Well, now more than ever, because twenty twenty is here. Yeah. So those those collaborations and those relationships probably don't exist anymore for a lot of yeah. business owners. Um, well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to cover this today. Actually, was because um, I've seen so much more collaboration more than ever before oh, really? because of twenty twenty. Right. Um, and I've I've seen um, you know, particularly in the events industry because. People are coming together to try and lobby um, the government and that because we need help in the events industry mm. as well. Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of collaborations born out of this, which is one of the silver linings of, of yeah. the, um, the pandemic. But I do see it as well in just in Facebook groups as well, where, um, for example, there's one here in, in France, which is... Uh, 
uh, ladies in business in France. Right. So, you know, you've got that kind of commonality immediately that you want to kind of help out those people. So look for business groups in your area, um, whether, whether you're, there's lots of different kind of commonalities, whether it's what sex you are or what religion you are mm. or whatever it is that you can kind of have that, um, that, that basis of, if you've got a kind of similarity that you can build on. Well, you should absolutely raise, like, actively raise your profile in your niche right so um in, in your and in your in the territory to which you do you do business so what i mean by that is our mistake is that we hid we hid behind the business too much yes so um because we were kind of there was a bit of um i wouldn't say it was um arrogance i'd say it was like kind of uh, over trusting in the fact that we were we were the first or one of the first photo booth hire companies, and let it run. It's like okay, let the work just present itself, and everyone knows who Smiley Booth is, and um, and we don't need to be part of all of these groups and all of these things. Then well, what happened? We were trying over... to grow nationally as well, rather yeah. than just locally, weren't we? So we we felt divided between we were... having a local presence. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then what it ended up being is that there was we were anonymous. So there were all these kind of other photo booth companies popping up, and photo booth activity and a photo booth industry um, creating these Facebook groups and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And there were people coming into the industry way like years after we'd been in it, yeah, uh, and becoming way more known in the industry than than you and I were. Yeah. And it, to, to such an extent that when you and I would pop up at someone, people didn't know who we were, and it yeah. was like that's nuts because we were there from the beginning, <laughs> yeah. right? So you definitely need to be party to like make yourself known to your competition to your yeah. in your industry to whether that's being part of groups whether that's by networking whatever it is because people will naturally refer your competitors if you're perceived to be someone that gives value does great work and everything else your competition if they can't deliver for a customer will refer you like yeah. refer customers to you by just by the fact that they want to be associated with you because you do great work um, but beware though there's certain like if you're if you're thinking of joining things like facebook groups for example that uh, uh, that talk about your just about your niche um just be just be conscious about how much time you spend in those groups because some people use those groups and we saw this in the photo booth industry just to rant to well, rant about it's... customers or to rant about competition and all this kind of stuff and it's and it's not that they can't they shouldn't all they shouldn't or can't do that. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying that it's a very negative spiral that can affect how you perceive the world. Right? Well, it's the tone of the group. Because I've, I've seen several photo booth groups and some of them are, are really good. And right. they're, they're all um, very kind of ambitious and they're all helping each other. And right. they're, they're growing and they're doing fine. And I've seen some that, as, as you've just described, are extremely negative and they're just a spiral of everybody moaning. So I yeah. think you need to kind of assess the tone of the group yeah. that you that you join. And if it is just full of lots of negativity, just leave it. And well, no, don't it. leave it. Be in it, but unfollow it. Yeah. Because one of the things we noticed was uh, any that the, the, some of the more negative people in some of these groups would always moan and complain about the people that weren't in the group, but they'd never complain about anybody oh, in yeah. the group. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So, uh, so just be in it, uh, but unfollow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, being seen uh, and and demonstrating your work. It, com com competitors won't necessarily always want to cut you down. If you're doing a great job, they definitely want to be associated with you in some yeah. way, shape or form. Because you, they're, you're kind of 
the light that you shine will also shine on them as well yeah. you know so well and also if you're new um you know don't be afraid of kind of putting your hand up and saying i'm new i need help or i need advice yeah, yeah, yeah. um because yeah because the good guys will yeah the good guy, the good guys will and a lot of the time you know you, you could take take out the top person in your industry for a, for a cup of coffee or something and just pick their brains and and nine times out of the ten they'd just be flattered yeah. and happy to help and and if they're really passionate about their industry which the ones at the top of their game are they love to just talk about what they do <coughs> and help somebody else and they're just genuinely really happy and passionate about it and we saw that when we we went to IAPA in the states didn't yeah. we um which is a a big industry event um, for the events industry as a whole. Um, but a few of the kind of leading photo booth companies in the world go to the event to see the, like the latest tech and that kind of thing. And and you sat down with a few guys that you'd not met before. and Yeah, who was, were like top of their game. Yeah, and it was and really interesting, wasn't it? It is. I think if you demonstrate that you, you're, you're entering, what, you're doing your business and you're studying your craft, right? Yeah. So, and you're always open to learning and and developing your skills to to be to improve make the industry better yeah improve yeah. the industry yeah. as a whole and those that are top of their game in your industry will appreciate that because one of the biggest frustrations for anybody and it, it was certainly a frustration for us um within the photo booth industry for a little while was that there wasn't enough people taking it seriously yes and um and as such it was undermining the price point yeah. the customer expectation all this kind of stuff and then the moment we started seeing people coming into the industry who were really professional, really slick, and delivering something that was just outstanding, yeah. it's that the uh, high tide raises all boats, yes. whatever it is. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, study the craft and and study the best, and don't be fearful of of the best as competitors in that respect, because fundamentally they probably are your competition in one way, or shape, or form, but. That's not necessarily, if they're top of the game, that's not necessarily how they see you. Yeah. Um, and as you say, they'd be flattered to, to talk in yeah. those cases. And, and you can collaborate with, with people as well. I mean, again, we've, we've seen that in the, the photo booth industry. We've seen um, people working together on a, a particularly collaborative project. Um, you see it in the coaching industry and stuff all the time. I mean, we, we um, did the, I can't remember the name of the product now, That when, we, when it was Tony Robbins, Dean... Um, uh, Graziosi and Russell Brunson's <coughs> product between the three of them. Yeah. Um, and and I've seen those three work together on other projects before yeah. as well. I've seen it with. Um, well, that goes back to that thing that you said earlier, which is you get access to their audience. Yeah, absolutely, and so, they understand that, and they understand yeah. that you're not taking from each other. You're you're adding to each other. You're adding yeah. value for your customer. So and so they want to work with it all. And there's there's some fantastic collaborations out there like. Um, uh, Red Bull and GoPro, for yeah, example. Yeah. You know, to, I know they're not competitors, but that's a brilliant way to bring something together and, and introduce it to each other's audience. Yeah, I mean, collaboration is very different to competition. Yeah. So you, they're they're two very different conversations, but yeah. um, but that's not to say you can't collaborate with competitors. But, no, but people with that fear based mindset. Oh, don't collaborate. Yeah, would run away from any kind of collaboration, whether it's a competitor or not. Yeah. Um. So that that's what I'm kind of trying to get across is really kind of, I think the, the best thing you can do in 2021 is approach it with a collaborative mindset, with an open mindset, working with other people, working in your industry in, in, in groups and that kind of thing. Well, I think, in, and in, like we're doing this in January 2021, right? So there's, there's definitely been a reset for most industries. Exactly. And um, if you've got, in your particular niche, if you've got competitors in your niche, 
and um, they've felt some, they've more than likely been through hell and back over the last 12 months, like most of us, and um, like reach out to them. Exactly, everyone's it's, looking for new ways to do things, so well, it's a prime that, time to collaborate with people. Yeah, that and to sh- also shoulder some of the burden and, and to, and not shoulder some, just shoulder some of the burden, but also help feed some optimism, you yeah. know, so, one of the things that I did um, last month was reached out to, it might be November now, but reached out to a few photo booth competitors and just wished them luck and mm-hmm. just told them to hang in there and the 2021 will, like, cause, and these guys are top of their game, they're doing, they've historically done great work and I personally felt that if we lost these businesses um, in the industry, it would be really sad. It would be yeah. a big loss to the industry. So, well, and it might also be that um, <coughs> your competitors become your your customers, because I mean we've had that with franchisees. We've had a couple of oh, what where competitors were, become um, franchisees, where, where they were started out on their own as photo booth companies and then came wanted to come into the franchise. But I've also seen it with people with products. Um, you know, there's a there's a company that released a software for booking booths. They were originally a booth company, uh, or still are, I think. And they um, they created the software for themselves, and now they sell it within the industry. Right. Um, people have another one has developed software, um, the Wi-Fi enabled software. He is a photo booth company, but again, now he, he's got like five hundred or so customers within the within photo- the industry yeah, itself. Yeah, that's what okay. I mean. So if you if you kind of alienating people or as you say keeping a low profile you'd never be able to do that no. so and it may be that your business goes down that that tangent yeah i mean that's an interesting concept in itself right that if you create some magic widget in your business i mean particularly software anyway because you can own the ip on the yeah. software and control it entirely right yeah. but if you've created this widget within your business it's entirely it's difficult to produce um and can be is scalable and it's entirely in your control it's like, well, how many people in your industry would benefit from this? So for an example of this, for example, um, was we know uh, a couple who historically have run a really successful DJ company mm-hmm. and um, and they never wanted to franchise. No. They, they, they watched us franchise and, and grow the franchise, and but it was never something that they really wanted to do. And they were always... The thing with events businesses is generally your very location like kind of restricted right mm-hmm. because the moment you start going hours to an event yeah it's costing you like you, you're eroding any profits that yeah. you get right so generally you're 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 restricted to a certain area but one of the things that they did really really well is they knew how to communicate to customers convert inquiries no sorry communicate to customers convert leads into sales upsell and guarantee a certain price mm-hmm. and um and they were scratching their heads for ages like how do we scale the business <clears throat> and one of the things that we said to them at the time was, you've got this system that most people in your industry haven't nailed. Mm. It's like, sell that yeah. to around the bloody country. Yeah. You know, it's like, people will buy that strategy off you in a, in a business in a box format or a manual or a course or anything yeah. that they can then just implement into their own little business. And it doesn't affect you as as a as a competitor because you've never trade in their territory anyway it's too mm. far christ they were in the south of the country yeah if you're worried about it sell it in scotland or yeah. sell it in newcastle or yeah. whatever it is but it's that you've got this experience that's specific to a particular niche that you could just package up into a buyable format that you could just sell yeah. to people that would propel their business 
Um, and that's what we did with franchising, mm. fundamentally. But you don't have to franchise. You know, no. it can be. So it's a great way to sell, to expand your your, your services as a business yeah. without actually stripping back any of your customers. Well, and you've or, got a ready-made audience because you've already established yourself as, as a good player within the, oh, God, within yeah. the network that you're in. Well, and it's so applicable to so many different... It's like if you do brilliantly in your particular niche, like bottle it, put it into a... Package it up yeah. in terms of a, an instruction manual for somebody and, and in, a, in some kind of course and whatever it is and sell it. Yeah. It's, um, yeah there's loads of ways. And, and what, cause there's so many benefits to that, not just financially, but raising your profile in your industry you know, as somebody who really knows what they're doing. The more people you positively impact... Um, the higher your profile becomes. Yeah, so. absolutely. And the key to um, kind, of, <coughs> kind of managing competition or, or not letting competition get in the way of what you're doing and collaborating with people is just dropping the ego. That's mm. that's the thing that's going to hold you back is um, is your, your ego in all of this. It, because and, and to do that, just think continually about, I, li- I liked what you said about, um, you know, concentrating on your craft and being the best you can but also thinking about your customer at the end of the day what's if you're serving your customer and you're you're trying to um work towards the greater good as it were rather than just a quick buck then you're you're going to be always raising your game and people are going to want to work with you and then the whole competition issue just doesn't even raise its head you know yeah and so i suppose the thing is is don't be frightened of competition competition is really bloody good and um because they're effectively marketing your trade for you. So the yeah. the thing that you, the one thing that you've got to do is communicate your trade better than them, or um, or have some kind of value adds that they're not producing. Whether that's a better service, whether it's whatever. But you need you absolutely need competition. But what, be, I'd say be aware of the the five to ten percent that are out there not with the right intentions <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. be, be careful of... who you become friends with yeah. like that's there's you can be friendly with as many people as you like but there's a you should have an inner circle the yeah. the the um the, the, there's a very strong qualifying criteria yeah. to become part of that inner circle be friendly with as many people as you like and it just doesn't mean you have got you've got to be mean or not speak to anybody or any nonsense like that but yeah don't allow anybody in your industry to become part of your inner circle because yeah. you don't know what toxicity they yeah. might bring to that. And then the the other remaining 90 or 95%, you know, look to build relationships with and or, and or collaborate with. Yeah. It's, um, that, I think that's more important now than ever. Absolutely, like, 100%. I think that's that's the fastest way that we're all going to rebuild um, yeah. our businesses. And, and it's exciting because from collaboration and from relationships comes new stuff. Yeah, you know? <laughs> um, but as you do reach out to competitors and everything else, like filter what you're being told, right? Because mm-hmm. people will project their insecurities and their they they can be the nicest people in the world, but like so for example, a, a photo booth going back to the photo booth higher side, um, it's if someone's not doing very well in their business, they'll blame everything outside of their business activities as a result of that. Now, it's very easy, don't get me wrong. As we do this podcast, the UK is in a lockdown, yeah. right? So it's not like anybody's able to do any events right now. No. So it's quite, it's perfectly warranted for any for any person in a photo booth or in the events industry to turn around and go, life's really crap right now. I can't do any business. 
um, and we're all doomed. And that's fine. Like if they, if that's the way you want to be, um, because it's, it's, but that's not helpful to you. That doesn't that doesn't add to your armory, right? So it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. It's painful, but what can we? What what? Who can I speak to and everything else to that's going to help me move out of this situation? Yeah. Who's who's going to give me the tools to get out of this situation? And um, and the way we talk about this current period of time when it comes to talking to the franchisees and and things like that is this is actually yeah, it sucks that there's a lockdown. But it's actually one of the most exciting times ever yeah. to be in this industry because there's this vacuum that's being created yeah. that has never happened before. Mm-hmm. Where you make a noise, it's you. Everybody can hear it. Yeah. Because no, all your competition are quiet yeah. right now, and th- so you can raise your profile and create more noise and more impact in this time than in any time. Yeah, and in there's the last all this like accessible software and new tech solutions not just oh. our industry but in loads of industries god yeah and and that's you want solution orientated conversations mm. like optimistic solution driven conversations at this point in the year you don't what you don't want is is to be someone's like thing to offload on yeah. it's like that's like if you if you're having those types of conversations just shut your ears to it say thank you very much move on to the next person yeah definitely so I hope that was helpful. That's um, talking about competition and collaboration, but apparently collaboration is something completely different. Yeah. So we'll do another one on that. Yeah, collaboration <laughs> is not a competition. No, I know. I said, do you want to c- compete with people or collaborate with people? What should you be aiming for? Yeah, but you want to collaborate with your competitors to a degree. Yeah. If you're doing that, by the way, you should definitely have NDAs in place and all that kind of stuff, yeah. by the way. There's certain things that you should, you should you need to put in place first. But, um, but yeah, this... Going into start, we're at the start of twenty twenty one, and you've got to have this. If you're in business right now, you've got to have this kind of real willingness to work with as many different people as possible, and and rise like raise the your industry up. Yeah. And this is your the way we see this is everyone's opportunity to really make a name for themselves. It's this big reset, and um, and this doesn't happen. Very no. often, no. you know, I mean, Christ, even in 2008, when there was the big crash then and everyone was yeah. saying, oh, it's all doom and gloom. That's nothing no. compared to what's happened now. And yeah. and there's a huge amount of opportunity to be had in this vacuum, in this space. Yeah. And, and having that in your head in terms of, okay, right, everything's stopped. It's, what, where's the opportunity in that? Yeah. And yeah, we're super excited by it. Yeah, um, and don't get me wrong; it's still scary. It's it's still a scary place right now, but yeah. um, but there's more to be optimistic about than I think there is to be scared about. God, yeah. And and scare is fear is just uncertainty at the end of the day. Isn't and, it, a, it? Didn't someone turn it into a? Oh, there's been a few. Yeah, false <coughs> evidence appearing real. Yeah. 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 And there's plenty of false evidence out there at the moment. <laughs> yeah, steady, steady. That's another episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, cool. So that's 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 competition, not collaboration. Competition. <laughs> we'll catch you tomorrow, episode yeah. fifty-four. Yeah, well done. Have a good day, all. <laughs> Bye.